Would Miss Amanda Givens come forward? If you would, I'd call your attention to an insert in your bulletin. It has an anchor-looking thing on the top of it. I shouldn't say anchor-looking thing. It really is an anchor. Um, it says, Breath of Hope across the top of it. One of the exciting things that's happened in the last couple of weeks here at the church is we've begun a new ministry that we're calling Breath of Hope. And I want to tell you a little bit about the name choice um, and the use of an anchor. In the New Testament times, the anchor was a symbol of hope. You might remember singing the words in an old hymn, My Anchor Holds Within the Veil. Right? The anchor was a symbol of being, you throw the anchor out, it'll stop your ship from hitting shore. And the goal of that ministry in our church is to seek ways to help people in our community not crash into the shore. To find ways to give them relief and help before their families fall apart or before their poverty overtakes them. To find some way that we can to give people hope. We went to a, a seminar exposition. I'm not sure. The bishop talked to us kind of thing. And we had been talking some about this um, and Amanda's going to talk about that part now. But I just want to call your attention to there's a new ministry here called Breath of Hope. We're going to be looking to build that. It has a leadership team. And what we're asking from you for this first part is just your participation. But Amanda. So last Saturday before all the ice came, I had the pleasure of going to Bishop's Day. And he said, when I breathe, I hope. And that's how we got Breath of Hope. Um, it's where we're trying to give people who can't afford blankets, blankets because it's cold out, you know? Because some people either don't have it or don't have the option to go buy one. So, we're asking you to come out and help. Give them some, give them some warm food, have conversations with them, get the community involved. Because a few weeks ago, Pastor David asked if anyone had any idea to um get the community involved, get the Holy Spirit involved, and helped out with the community. So, we kind of had a similar idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> getting to you a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, you want me to finish for you? You sure? Okay. So, um, several years ago, we were doing a Bible study on Luke, and we were dealing with, in Luke, the main, some of the main characters are the people who are at the margins of society. People who are utterly helpless. And as we were doing that, somebody in the state said, we should do a project. And what we came up with was to give blankets away. And it was really, really successful. And one of the things that came out of that is we got to meet people in our community that normally we don't get to meet because they just pass by. I mean, right now, while we're sitting here, there are cars going by us. And I was thinking about that. You remember about a month ago, a month and a half ago when I asked you, I told you that someone had come forward and said, I want to pay for a project. Let's talk to the church and see if anybody has any ideas. And I asked you to be praying about it. The little one here um, heard the voice of God in that. And God spoke to her heart and said that people were cold and they needed blankets. About the same time that I was remembering that blankets were very helpful for folks. And People coming, and there was one family who her grandchildren had just had to move in with her, and she didn't have any bedding at all for them. And she stopped and picked up um, quilts for those kids. And I, I, I'm, in my heart, I want to say she was on her way to get Walmart to get that, but that's probably not true, so I'm not going to say that. But it feels that way. It felt that urgent for her, and it was clear in her face that it was. Um, so the goal here is to meet people to meet our community, 
to have conversations with them, and for them to meet you. For them to meet you. Because Christ is visible in you. That's the goal. And I hope that you'll give this a read, pray about it, consider how you can help. The team didn't want to take donations because here at the end of the year, you guys have been so generous with all of the things that we've done to help people in our community and all. But somebody just asked me, hey, I want to buy some blankets. So here's the deal. If you want to go buy a blanket, that's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. And bring them. We're storing them in the storage room down here. You can bring them by the office. You can hand them to me. Bring them to church. Whatever you want to do. Um, The thing that we don't have yet that we've had some trouble finding is inexpensive children's blankets that are new. Like things with superheroes and stuff like that on them. So if you know where somebody, somebody has a sale on that. Yes, Ron. Well, we do. Thank you, Ron. Ron's part of our leadership team. So we have 14 of those. So if the Lord said to you, buy a blanket, I am by no means going to quash the Spirit because I'm going to tell you now, I believe the Spirit of God is in this project because of how it's come about. All of this coincided with the bishop coming to speak to us. And when all of this happened, I did not yet know that the bishop's theme was hope. And it means something. And we're going to pay attention to it. And hopefully through the conversations with the people who come, we can learn more about our community and what they need. That's our hope. Thank you. Reading from the Gospel according to Luke, the third chapter, beginning with the seventh verse. John said to the crowds that came out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers! Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bear fruits worthy of repentance. Do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our ancestor. For I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children to Abraham. Even now the axe is lying at the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. Whoever has food must do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. And they asked him, Teacher, what should we do? He said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked him, And we, what should we do? He said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. As the people were filled with expectation, and all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the Messiah... John answered all of them by saying, I baptize you with water. But one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. So with many other exhortations, he proclaimed the good news to the people. But Herod the ruler, who had been rebuked by him because of Herodias, his brother's wife, 
and because of all the evil things that Herod had done, added to them all by shutting up John in prison. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You brood of vipers. You know, when we send our Christmas cards out every year, or when you put them in the little box here that we're distributing cards for each other, it's technically the time of Advent. A time in the church when we remember Christ's coming, that we get ready to celebrate His birth again, but we also remember that Christ is still coming. Every day Christ comes crashing into our lives by people who love Jesus around us. Christ comes and gets into the middle of all our mess. And then at the end of all things, Christ will come and bring His fullness of His kingdom with Him. There will be a new heaven and a new earth and all people will kneel before the risen Christ. The day comes. This day had come and John the Baptist found himself at a river and he looked up and saw some people coming to him that he knew weren't coming for the right reasons. And I've often thought, boy, wouldn't that make a great Christmas card? Picture John the Baptist standing in the river screaming, You brood of vipers! (laughs) Who warned you that Jesus was coming? We all need that warning, don't we? To be reminded that Jesus comes to us every day. That Sunday is not just the only day Jesus is present in our lives. That Jesus is present all the time. We need that reminder that in every moment our life can be significantly changed by somebody's need, by somebody's hurt, and by the things that we have or want to have. So John's advice to these people is to give themselves and give their stuff away. Did you notice that? I think John would like our blanket project. He would like the fact that we're going to give people free chili on a cold day. He'd like that we're going to have conversations with them. And he'd like that our children are going to stand today and sing of Christ's coming. He'd like today that today they're going to stand and, and warm our cold, hard hearts By reminding us of the beauty of Christ. That He's coming. And He will change us. He will change us. It's good news, isn't it? Christ comes in so many ways. And today our children sing of His coming to walk amongst us. Open your ears and hear people. For these children are lifted up today before you by God Almighty as His prophets. Listen to them.